Welcome back to another season of Horror 365. And I want to take this time right now to thank those that supported us since day one, who viewed us on YouTube, who listened to us on whatever audio platform that you listen to us on. Thank you. And thinking about it right now, maybe you're asking yourself, Jimmy, what could we expect for season two? And well, one word, more, more interviews, more conversations, more topic discussions, more entertainment, more South Jersey Jason proclaiming he's an A-list actor from the Friday 13th fan film. His name was Jason signing those six by six, which I can't take any more of, to be honest with you. But needless to say, you can expect more. And with that being said, I want to welcome you to the debut episode of season two with our special guest, Mr. David Howard Thornton. Thank you for your continuous support. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for celebrating horror, not only in October, but 365. It's showtime. Welcome back to another episode of Horror 365. I am your host, the mouthpiece of the Northeast, Jimmy J, alongside today the South Jersey slasher himself and special in-studio guest right here, Horror Daddy 85, for this very special edition of Horror 365. And it's going to be a terrifying experience today as we are joined by the terrifier himself, Mr. David Howard Thornton. Dave, how you been, buddy? I've been good, guys. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm so happy to have you on. I know Josh is, as well, a huge fan right here. That's why we had to have him on, part of the Hard 365 team. And I got to tell you. all the swag. Look at it. Look at it. (laughs) Love it. Show it off there. Terrifier. We're going to get into Terrifier, of course, and Terrifier 2. And a couple other things you got going on. But um, I just got to tell you, first of all, no clowning around today, Dave, okay? (laughs) No promises. Uh, (laughs) So I asked everybody this uh, in the beginning, what was your introduction into the horror genre? Like, you know, what was the, the first horror movie you watched? What did it for you? Well, really, I was a late bloomer um, because my mom was afraid of horror films, so we didn't really watch them in my house. <laughs> it wasn't until my uh, senior year in high school, which dates me now when I say what movie, because it's, it came out during the holidays, right before the holiday season started, and and like my cast, I was doing a show with Christmas Carol. They all wanted to go see it. And we're like, okay. I, and there was this girl that I had a crush on that was going to go to it. And I'm like, well, I can't chicken out in front of this girl. So I'm going to go. And so we went all to go see Scream 2. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. You skipped the original and went right for the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And I, of course, after I saw Scream 2, I had to go immediately back and watch Scream 1. And I'm like, oh my God, this is even better. <laughs> But wait a minute, that's the one in the theater. It starts out in the theater, Scream 2? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was even better. You're in the theater, and then you see the theater, and it's like, yeah, okay. And all wearing ghost faces. And all wearing ghost Very meta. Very meta. <laughs> so, so we're the same age, so that was probably, what, your senior year of high school? Yeah, 97. Yep, yep. Yeah. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. I'm yeah, dating myself, too. Yeah, graduated in 98. Yep, me, too. Oh, God, it sucks. Uh, I hate getting old. <laughs> Likewise. Getting so all the aches and pains. <laughs> 
Hey, <laughs> Ben Gay's your best friend. I'm telling you. I got the stock of it in the bathroom. Oh, my God. You're originally from Huntsville, Alabama. So talk to us about growing. I'm sure it was probably a southern town. Like, um, you know, I don't know if, like, you were a late bloomer and, and, you know, get into the Mm -hmm. horror genre. So what was it like growing up in Alabama? And then when did you uh, leave home to pursue your career? Yeah, Huntsville's kind of an anomaly when it comes to, like, Alabama, because it's not what you think of when you think of Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, Huntsville is a town of engineers and scientists. That's where NASA was first started. Like, my grandfather worked on the very uh, original rocket team with Dr. Von Braun. He was with the Army Missile Command, so he, like, built the original rockets that, you know, went up in space. And then my dad worked for NASA for about 40 years working on space shuttle missions and stuff like that. So it was like, I, I come from like a family, engineers and teachers. So, so it's not your traditional Southern <laughs> type of- It's the other yeah. Southern. Yeah, and so I didn't even understand the term redneck until I went to college because I went to college in the middle of nowhere, bumfuck Alabama, Montevallo, which is literally <laughs> the center of the state. Nice. And then I, I see it, I'm like, oh, this is what everybody talks about because like yeah we have a little bit of that in Huntsville but it's like a huge melting pot of people from all over the world to kind of move to Huntsville to work for the different government programs there so it's like you don't really get that until you get outside the city and you're like oh it, now, now if you go to Walmart like at 12 o'clock at like midnight or something like that that's when you see the you know the banjo players and stuff yep. like that it's like <laughs> Oh, they come out like cockroaches when the lights go down. <laughs> it's like, awesome. oh, yep, here they are. Here they are. You know, you know, the bubble coming in with its overall and, you know, no shirt underneath. And it's like 40 degrees outside and he's got some man boobs hanging out the side. Like, <laughs> John and Deer. So this on. is like, what it's like. This yeah. is what everybody, you know, you know, sees yeah. like. Okay. So, oh, yeah. uh, Dave, so David, uh, when did you know that you wanted to pursue acting? How early on did that come about? Oh, that was pretty early on. I'm like, my, my parents were very involved with church theater. So I was doing that at a very, very early age, like singing in the choir and stuff like that. But I, it really didn't really sink in with me until I was in middle school because uh, I was bullied a lot growing up. I was short and had glasses, braces, very skinny, still boy soprano in eighth grade. And so, you know, easy target. Yeah. I mean, like my doctor said I was going to be like five foot four tallest. So it was just like, I was a late bloomer. I was like wow. five foot wow. tall, maybe in eighth grade. So I was, I was a little guy. Everybody else had already hit the, that, that spurt. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, great. So easy target. And I was very shy. And my mom was like, yeah, you need to do something so people can see your real side, you know, because you know, I was always goofy and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff at home and stuff like that. They got to see that real side of you. It's right. like, well, your choral program is going to be doing Mickey's Christmas Carol this year. And I think you you do a great Mickey Mouse voice. So why don't you audition for you know, the role of Mickey Mouse of that, uh, Bob Cratchit? And I'm like, okay, sure. And I did, got the part. And we're doing the show and things start to go wrong in the show. Like that at one point, like that the set fell down on top of Scrooge and I. Thank God it was a cartoon. Oh my god, set. it's like Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh. I, like we're like our heads were like poking out from underneath the cardboard. And I just turned to him and go, Mr. Scrooge, I, I think we have rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's just that kind of and like later on we had like the, the cracked family scene and we're eating our little 
crappy little turkey dinner, like this little bitty bird on the table. The table breaks and it flings the chicken over the audience. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just don't miss a beat. I'm just like, well, I guess we're having fast food tonight, folks. Like, <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That's great. Was, Quick, and I had the audience just laughing. Was, I was just covering through all the things going wrong. This is just something I instinctually just knew how to do. And you know, it's like the first time at that school that people were laughing with me instead of at me. Yeah. And I love that feeling. I was like, I'm in the one in control right now. This is this is this is my moment right now. And I like this feeling. I love bringing, you know, this this kind of joy and merriment to everybody around me. I was like, I want more of this. And so like I, I really started pursuing doing a community theater and like a lot more theater when I got to high school the next year. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. But um when I went to college, I was trying to be pragmatic. Uh, you know, like I said, I come from a family of engineers, teachers. So I'm like, well, okay, um, acting is not really a stable career path. I want to be able to support a family and all that kind of stuff one day. So yeah, I love kids, family teachers. Why don't I go into teaching as well? I, I'd be good at this. And so I went to college. And even though I did theater on the side at college when I could, I, I was studying to be an elementary school teacher. And then my mom passed away um, about a year or so before I was supposed to graduate. And that kind of changed my whole trajectory on yeah. life. It just like, I was very, you know, unhappy going in total downward spiral and realized one day when I was doing my internship with, uh, I was doing story time with my kids and I was reading a story and I was doing all the little voices for the characters. <laughs> they were all laughing, having fun. And I was like, you know, I'd get more fulfillment out of entertaining my students than teaching them, damn it, I should just do this. This is what I need to do. And talk to my dad, expect a big, huge speech since you know he's Mr. Pragmatic Engineer. And he's like, no, <laughs> your, your mom and I always thought you should be an actor. We just didn't want to tell you what to do with your life. So why don't you just you know, take a year off, get your head back in the game and finish up your degree. And then, so you have that to fall back on. But you know, after that, go do what you want to do. And that's what I did. And I you know, saved it money for a few years and moved up to New York and, you know, worked my ass off here for years and years and years, about 13 of those, you know, just doing odd jobs, you know, waiting tables, doing random gigs. And, you know, eventually Terrifier came along and changed everything. Yeah. All right. So your first break was playing Art the Clown, but previously you did voiceover work. So how does one get hired? And is it the same process as auditioning for a role of a movie? Yeah, voiceover works a little bit different because they usually don't have open calls for um, like that means like anybody can just show up for an audition. Um, usually with voiceover work, you have to have an agent that gets you a slot for the auditions. And so you, I, I had to take a lot of classes and stuff like that just so I could put a demo and all that kind of stuff together. And then, boom, you just start doing that. But like the auditions for voiceover work, you know, of course, they're all just with your voice. So it can, it can be in a challenge in itself because, you know, you have to do everything just with your voice. You can't, you know, act things out, show them your physicality. It's all got to be with your voice. And sometimes, especially, for, I, I hate getting commercial copy because I, I hate selling things. It just feels so fake to me. <laughs> I like to play characters. I don't be like, here, buy this water. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels so, ugh. And, and sometimes you would get copy that's like, they want you, because you have to get everything, for a commercial, you have to get everything in a, in a certain time frame. 
And I remember I had this one, it was like three huge paragraphs that they wanted me to say in 30 seconds or less. <sighs> and I'm like, do I look like the Micro Machine guy? <laughs> it's, I, mean, I have dyslexia too so that was it's, it, usually with voiceover you don't get the copy beforehand to like uh, so you can look over the script and everything to prepare you only usually get it right before you go in the room so you can look over it a few times and go in there and I was like I was struggling on that copy I was like oh, okay because it's all it was like a, a vacation place all these places you can go down in like South America so I'm like I, I took <laughs> French in high school. I didn't take Spanish, so I was just like, I don't know how to say half of these words. <laughs> like, Madam of Cuba, he's he's pumping out state yeah. countries over here. Oh, yeah, man. I was like Playa de blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I sounded so white. <laughs> I was like, oh, bought out your God. inner Caucasian. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will take a taco. You. you want queso on that taco? <laughs> <laughs> So Dave, um, Dave, you're still in New York. You're still. Uh, I am. I am freezing uh, my butt off today. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thank God recently moved out of there. Born and raised out there. Yeah, it's too much. It was too much for me. It, you know, it's expiration date living in New York. I got to tell you that too. That's, I understand completely. If it wasn't for work keeping me here, I would have probably moved out to California a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. No, I know. I just I, I was wondering if you're still over there. Uh, yeah. in the city, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I live in Astoria, which is you know right outside of the city it's like in yeah. queens so we're like right next to the river so it's like it's really a story still in the city rfk I, it's considered city like that a lot of people yeah, yeah you're right you're right by the bridge and long island city right over there so oh yeah yeah, yeah so just to give you like uh when jimmy moved from the city to the sticks if you remember my cousin Vinny, when they're trying <laughs> to find a place to sleep and they're sleeping in the cabin <laughs> and the owl like screeches <laughs> and uh joe pesci comes out with a gun and starts shooting that was Jimmy getting used to uh, <laughs> PA life. <laughs> PA life. Yeah. What's going on out there? What are you doing? Why, why is everybody waving with five fingers instead? Why of is there a train coming at four thirty yeah. in the morning? Yeah. Oh my god! See, see, you you had to do the opposite of what I had to do when I moved to New York because I I had to get used to not waving at everybody walking down the street and saying hi, how are you, and to everybody on the subway, and people were like. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> Why is this guy You're so nice? Friendly. What is he trying to do? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, like Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Good morning, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Art's not the first clown you portrayed. You actually were in season three of Nightwing Escalation, which is yes. a um, a fan web series, and you played uh, the Joker. And uh, yes. so are you a, a avid comic fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge geek. Okay. <laughs> I'm a huge geek. It's just like, as you, I mean, you just look at me and you're like, oh, yeah, he's a geek. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't know when I'm in the makeup, though. But yeah, yeah, I'm like huge Batman fan. Like, Joker's my favorite villain of all time. So that was just like a dream come true. I'm like, what really make it a dream come true is that I really played like big time, like mm -hmm. TV series, especially because uh, a movie would be fun, but TV series, you get to spend more time with a character instead of just two hours right that's seasons you can just dive in deep with them and because he's he's a very complex character and like it's like and i have always wanted to bring the actual comic book version of him to life because i don't feel like all the on-screen incarnations of him since like romero have really done it it's and like they 
that leads into my next question. When I was watching you, I kind of felt it was a mix of Cesar Romero and the mm-hmm. 80s uh, comic version of the Joker kind of together. Yep. Yeah. So that was yeah. like your inspiration. Yeah. Also a little bit of Hamble thrown in there too. Okay. Because it's okay. like, I do a lot of his affectations with my voice, you know, but I don't try to do a full on Hamill because it's like, yeah, you, you don't step on Superman's cape. But, you know, I, I, I try to I tried to blend a lot of my favorite versions of Joker and then add my own thing to it. So just like it's it's fun. <laughs> so even though like you were, weren't a fan of the theatrical ones other than TV, uh, excuse Romero, mm-hmm. out of the ones we've seen on the big screen, which one did you like? Oh, well, you know, I have to exclude, I guess, Hamill because, you know, he technically he has done it on the big screen because he was in a Mask of the Phantasm, which released true. in theaters. So, yeah, true. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. live action wise, I would say probably even though he wasn't the the actual comic book version of the character, the way he lost himself in the character, mm. I really love. And you, you're not seeing there going, oh, that's Keith Ledger. You're going, wow, he's really just you totally believe him as this character. It's it's that that was my thing with you know jack nicholson he was great but he was still jack nicholson yeah 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 and i was like yeah yeah i i want to see someone just lose himself into that character and that's what heath ledger did and that's what I yeah and you know and then the, the guy who will play the next joker he's gonna have big you know shoes to fill like yeah. who plays superman because christopher reeve will ever be superman yeah. so you're a fan of dc this is off topic but what do you think of the current DCU? Are you a fan of it or like? Mm. It's kind of gotten wonky. I, yeah. I've, I I haven't really been reading comic books as much in the past few years. As you know, oh, it's, it's more talking about the yeah. I'm sorry the cinematic. Oh, the, the cinematic. Year? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that says yeah. it all. It says it all. Yeah. Although I'm it's, I'm a, uh, even though it's not part of DCU, the new Robert Pattinson Batman is pretty intriguing looking. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but you know I'm also. I don't know how I feel about him as Bruce Wayne. He doesn't, I see him more as a Dick Grayson. I think he would be yeah. a, an excellent Dick Grayson. He just, he has the physicality of Dick Grayson. Right. And, yeah. you know, people that read the comic books and knows that Dick Grayson is a freaking badass. Actually, he's a better Batman than Bruce Wayne is. When oh, for sure. If considered. you watch Titans, that's a great show. Yeah. You, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The guy that plays him on there is great. I'm like, yeah. he's, he's very good. He's very good, Dick Grayson. So it's like, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm like, I, I, I'm interested to see what now Paul Dano does with Riddler. This looks like a total different take of the Riddler. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Plus, I'm, Paul Dano is such a great actor. So I'm like, yeah. he's when they first cast him as Riddler, I was like, oh, he's perfect. He's he's got that he's that very cerebral type of guy anyway. So I'm like, yeah, like it looks like they're kind of going a little bit of a jigsaw route with him. Right. Yeah. Cool. So and then, like, but that totally works for the character. I think it's like I, I would yeah. like to see that kind of bring make him a very egotistical jigsaw like character and i think that that will work just fine that makes him more of a threat i guess and stuff just like you know the, the old gorshin days of <laughs> <laughs> right or the jim carrey <laughs> Intruder alert! Intruder alert! <laughs> yeah, jim i did not like the those two batman films by schumacher <laughs> while he's a great director yeah, everybody like chill <laughs> Batman had nipples in that one. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Bing, it's because it's so cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it cold in yeah. the Batcave. So, Alfred, turn up the heat. <laughs> oh man, All right, we're gonna we're gonna segue now from Batman to the Terrifier. Uh, okay. Opposite. 
<laughs> Hard segue there. Uh, how did you hear about the script, Dave? And what was the audition like? I'm curious about that. Yeah, um, I found out about all of that through just an uh, online post on Actors Access. It was, I was in the middle of uh, this hiatus I took from waiting tables after I came back from my last tour of the Grinch. And I was like, I'm just going to focus on auditioning. And at that time, I was really just trying to focus on musical theater because that's what I originally moved to New York to do is Broadway. And I, I had been up for like four or five different Broadway tours and the final, final, final callbacks. And every single one of them fell through for one reason or another. One of them literally came down to a coin flip. Oof. And I, it was like, yeah, and I hated it too because it was Roger Rees that was directing it and it was right before he passed away. And I was like, oh my oh, God, the yeah. sheriff of Rottingham himself. I'm like, oh my God, it would have been great to do that under him because like he's such a great actor, but uh, that's how it happened. But uh, so I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I came across this audition and I was like, I'd love to start doing some film work because I had never really done any film. I've done like extra work, but that's it. And I'm like, you know, this would be a good thing to like, you know, pad my resume with, you know, who knows where this is going. I mean, it's an independent film. Who knows if anybody will see it. I mean, I had seen Oh, How Is Eve, so I knew the character. And I was like, it's a great character. I would love to have a shot at this. So I think I'm perfect for it. And they were looking for a tall, skinny guy with a clowning or physical comedy experience playing him. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, this is great. I This will be a good way just to get my foot in the door in the industry and see, you know, how so I can learn that this aspect because like I said I didn't go to college to be an actor so I so much uh, like I mean I knew how to do stage work but like film work was new to me so I was like I, I'm just this is going to be a great way just to throw myself in and just see how all this works and I go in there for the audition and I'm used to getting my scripts for like you know plays and stuff like that in advance so I can learn my my lines and everything like that and I didn't get any and because obviously art doesn't talk, so what lines am I going to learn? <laughs> but I figured I was going to have like something they were going to give me, so I just a scene to act out or something like that. But I got nothing from my agent, so I walked into the room. I see all these other people's scripts, and I'm like, oh no, oh my god, no! This is my first feature film audition, and I am not prepared. Oh god, oh god! <laughs> and and I, I even asked people, can I have a script? I'm like, well, you should have gotten one. We don't have any extras. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, and so I go into the room and like I when they call me in, I'm like it was just Damien and our producer Phil, and I'm like I am so sorry, no one gave me a script. I was like, yeah, you don't need one. <laughs> Art <laughs> no, doesn't really? talk. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Just like come up with a scene um, where you are happy about decapitating a guy, and go. And I'm like, oh, can I have a few minutes to think about it? <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. We just want to see what we can do on your feet. I'm like, cool, okay. And uh -huh. like, this is why I'm glad I have my uh, experience with improvisation. And I think this is why every actor needs to have a, some kind of background in improvisation because you will get thrown to these kind of situations, especially with um, voiceover work. They'll just throw characters at you from time to time. And you just got to boom, right on, on your feet and do it. And that's what I did. And... I don't know what this says about me, uh, how messed up I am in my head, but I, I just, I, when, I, when I get in the zone, I get in the zone. I don't even think. I just, whatever happens, happens. And I did this whole thing where I like cartoonishly snuck up behind my victim, knocked him out, like I started like brutalizing and cut off his head, picked it up, like tasted it, and like 
and like nope nope and i take out a salt shaker and season <laughs> nice. it some taste it again i'm like this is good and kind of bases the blood a little bit and just skip out on my merry happy way and are you related like, to the bundies no, I hope not. <laughs> I'm not talking uh, about like Al said, either. <laughs> I don't know where any of that came from. So I was just like, but I, I and, and, and when I do this stuff too, I'm totally oblivious to, you know, what's going on in front of me. I'm in my zone and I didn't see how Phil and Damien reacting until the end when I'm like, there you go. And then I'm like, I know it's like, Damien just has his head down on the table laughing and Phil is just sitting there just grinning like holy shit <laughs> they're like so uh are you okay with makeup I'm like yeah I do a lot of kids shows I'm used to crazy makeup jobs and stuff like that and they're like whoa can you come in for a makeup test I'm like yeah I'd be happy to and so that, that I, I kind of considered the makeup test my final audition even though apparently I already had the part but I, I go in there, they do the makeup on me. And one of, the, one of the things I like to do when I get makeup is I like to go and sit in front of a mirror for a while and just make faces because I want to see how everything reads. Yeah, yeah. And just see what I can do with everything, you know. And they're like, well, Dave, we have uh, one more thing we, you got to do. If you do this, then we know you have the part. I'm like, okay. It's like, we just called the pizza guy. He's showing up. And the doorbell rings, like, go answer the door is art. Oh, my <laughs> oh, <nice>. goodness. <laughs> How'd you answer the door? So, uh, I, as art, <laughs> kind of opened it up, and I just like, <laughs> and I just oh, man. hand him the money, and he's just like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid enough yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. And it was like in the middle of daytime in Staten Island when this happened. This guy just like, Man, no, no, and I'm like, no. Take your money. you're like, <laughs> and I just wave at him, and he goes off. He just like drives away, and then I go out, and the neighbors are outside, and I go out, and there's like a kid running in the yard. I'm like, what? <laughs> and the kid's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> mom got pissed off, and everything. And I was like, oh, like, oh yeah, you got the part. <laughs> Nice. So um, after you officially got the part, did you study, like, did you watch like clown videos or study pantomime? Because arts really, it's his body language and that's scary. So what, what did you do to prepare for that? Uh, well, actually, I think I've been preparing for that my whole entire life. Okay. Um, I've, my parents and my uh, maternal grandparents especially gave me a really good education in comedy. They, they had me watching the old black and white, you know, silent films at an early age. I was watching Chaplin and like Lowell and Hardy, Abbott Costello, Marx Brothers, Three Stooges, all that, Buster Keaton, all that kind of stuff at an early age. And then um, my aunt, I, I, I thank her so much for this, probably the best Christmas gift anybody ever gave me other than my dog, was um, this she gifted me a box set of Mr. Bean videos when I was about 13. Nice. And I just loved them. And I would watch them over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And ever since then, since I was like 13 years old, I had always wanted to play a character like that, that was like this silent, mischievous type character. And I, I never really got an opportunity to do that. But, you know, I, until art came along. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. Like, yeah, Art is basically an evil Mr. Bean. He's basically the um, the 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 bastard child of Harpo Marx and Freddy Krueger. 
and <laughs> that's, that's a, how that's i approached them and I, yeah i like that so that's where i i got a lot of that from i just pulled from all of that that background and plus i have a huge appreciation for really good physical comedians of course those guys but also like you know jim carrey i was a huge fan of his oh, back jim carrey, yeah. uh like rob williams was i was a big mm-hmm. fan of of course rowan atkinson um and Doug Jones was a big influence on me too, because like he, he and I are so much alike physically. And I always kind of looked at him as a model of where I wanted my career to possibly go one day. Cause I'm like, yeah, he's a creature guy. He can play all these characters. He does all this crazy makeup and stuff. So he can play so many characters, he's so versatile this way. And it's like that he, he's going to have longevity for his career because of that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to worry about aging. Like most actors do. He's like, yeah, he can, Doug's in his 60s now. He's still doing this stuff, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And he's not slowing down. And so like I looked at him as a good sort of inspiration. But also, um, when I was touring with Grinch, I was the understudy for our Grinch, who was Stefan Carl, who was Robbie Rotten from the show Lazy Town. And Stefan actually trained as a clown. And he had a mastery over his body that I have never seen anybody else. He was basically known as Iceland's Jim Carrey. And so that's what he, he would do with Grinch. He would just do a lot of clowning. And he was able to, even though I had done a lot of physical comedy growing up, he was able to take what I had done. And it's like, I like what you're doing, but here's how to make it better. And he would just fine tune everything. And so that was very fresh in my head when I first started doing art, because it's like, yeah, I, it was less than a year. So I was like, and I had done Grinch for five years. So that was that's all I had really known for five years was Stefan's, you know, comedy. And I was like, well, this is how I would approach a lot of my scenes. I would like, okay, how, how would Stefan approach this? What would he be doing for this action and this action and this action? And that's kind of what I did. I put my own spin on what he'd done. And so okay. I, I, I really, you know, he was a big source of inspiration for me. And of course, you know, there are the other villains out there of course joker's huge influence yeah. for me but like yeah. freddy krueger chucky mike myers jason pinhead jigsaw leatherface they're all in art he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of a, an amalgamation of all the slasher icons that came before him there's a little yeah. he has all their tendencies there's little bits of pieces of all of them in and you definitely can see that yeah yeah um so filming terrifier and speaking with other ac- horror actors they would sometimes stay in character not associate with their mm-hmm. fellow cast members did you do the same thing oh no no <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> now, if someone wants that from me i have no problem doing that but that's just not how i am as an actor i i I, I like to build trust with my, my co-stars, especially you know, when we're doing like fight scenes and everything like that. I want us to have a good relationship so we're already trusting each other and we can rely on each other in that way. And with stage work, you're able to do that a lot more because you spend so many rehearsals together with films. Sometimes you're showing up for the first time working with that actor on that day and you're right. like, okay, now we got to trust each other. Automatically. So, you know, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I can see it, a catering as art. Walking on catering yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's what i would do i'll I'll at least try to bond with them and the fun thing was especially with terrifier the first one a lot of them didn't even know what i looked like until weeks later like samantha scafidi who played victoria had no idea for a month or so what i actually looked like outside of makeup (laughs) until she showed up on set the same time i did one day and she's like and i was like talking to her she's like oh hi i'm like it's me david like holy (laughs) wow they did a great job like wow that's what you actually want i'm like yeah yeah 
look better in the makeup. <laughs> yeah. so, so David, you did mention uh, fight scenes. So about fight yeah. scenes, did you do your own stunts in the movies? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty okay. much. A, a few times, um, it, it might be a foot or an arm that comes in that's not mine because they would have to do a pickup or something like that. And it was just okay. easier for like Damien to fill in. But um, a few times in part two, I had a relief pitcher, I would say, come in because I have horrible depth perception at times. And I just like, like some things were like, we only have one chance to make this effect work. We don't have a backup prosthetic. So I didn't want to risk fucking up the scene. <laughs> You're like, oh God. So I'm like, you know, I have horrible depth perception. I don't want to swing at this thing and not hit it the way it needs to be hit. And so you know, sometimes like Mike Levy or Jason would just put on the costume. So it might be their arm coming in for a swing on something like that. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> nice. But that's about it. Everything else I've pretty much done myself. You know, it's like I, I kind of pride myself on that. But I'm like, because I haven't had to do crazy over the top stunts. Usually that's the other actors that have to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's especially in part two we we actually had to hire some real stunt doubles to come in for okay. a few things we got a little bit more ambitious this time yeah and we're gonna get to that very soon though yeah i definitely want to talk about terrified too uh but um yeah i mean how does it how does it feel to be part of like a franchise like this i mean terrify it's picking up it's nuts i'm, I'm still getting used to it i'm, I'm still it's still kind of sinking in in a lot of ways because it's like really is this really happening it's just because in, in a lot of ways, I still kind of feel like we're this underground cult phenomenon because like it, I, I still encounter a lot of people that never even heard of the film. So I'm like, ah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But some, but it's funny. They might not have heard of it, but I can show them a picture of art. And they're like, I've seen him before. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll, you'll see more of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at nj harcon back in september mm-hmm. the terrifier like your line was like the longest out of the entire yeah, that uh, was celebrity insane. area yeah yeah that yeah was, look at the welfare I, line <laughs> <laughs> no dude it, it was it, it was great that day too man i, I seen that in the it, and it's not like there weren't big names there i mean like you you had the some of the goonies there you had you know like god like yeah the <laughs> Tom Arnold and oh, yeah. you know Billy Zane and stuff like that. But I'm I like, saw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like so, all you know John C. Hurley and all that. You know, I mean John John O'Hurley. It's like we had our terrifier corner over there, and then so was everybody else. And it was I, I think even at one point Billy Zane comes over and like goes up to Damien. It's like so, um, tell me about this movie. <laughs> yeah he was intrigued yep i, yeah. I could picture him with the, with the scarf you know and the, yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i really liked was you take the time to talk to all the fans yeah. and that's what i really like i mean the line was long but you're it's not like an assembly line you right. took the time and what i really liked there was a, a woman with um i think it was a golden retriever and you got down with the the, the, oh, the retriever God. to take a picture yes. with him oh it was awesome yeah. Oh man, it's like Damien and I, it's like, if you want to get a good, like, you know, long interaction with Damien and I, bring a dog with you. We are both the biggest puppy freaks, you admit. It's like, anytime I see someone with a dog at a convention, I'm like, ah, I have to oh, pet the like, puppy. Oh, like, here, hold on. Keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like I, I don't have a dog here in my little apartment. So I'm like, oh, look at it. Oh, it's art. He looks like art. I was yeah. just thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is Loki. So, hey, oh, that's a great name. Yeah. Uh, which variant is he? He is a Shih Tzu Bichon. <laughs> so oh, yeah. his breed is uh, Teddy Bear breed. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. All right, I'll let you go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, we, we have a cat in our apartment, but you know, cats aren't the same as dogs. No. You can't just go hoji boji boji boji. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a claw to the face. Oh, yeah, I, I we have um, so many like you know. Oh, for God. sure. I'm like I'm scarred all over here. We rescued a cat last year. We named him Dexter after Dexter Morgan. So that works perfectly for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. God, it works so well. It's like this cat. Like one second you're petting her, the next second she's like, nah, nah, nah. and you're like, why? <laughs> why are you biting me? I'm showing you love. So, Dave, I wanted to ask you another question, too, about this, because I'm wondering, what does your family think of you portraying Art the Clown? Have they saw your movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's pretty religious and stuff like that. So he's like, wow. That, but he also likes horror films. That was wow. Are they split down was, the middle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, my 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 stepmom is very Southern Christian conservative. Very, I don't want to watch that stuff. It's like, that was just very very church lady in that way. So she's not too thrilled about. It. My dad likes it. He's he's happy. My sister is like she um she's mentally physically handicapped. And at the time that I I sent her the movie, she was living in a, a group, a very religious group home. And, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna watch the movie tonight." I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> no. No, 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 no!" It's like that slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like, it's especially a lot, a lot of the people that were living with her might not really be able to handle the content matter yeah. there. And I'm like, oh, no, I am so sorry. If but I actually, you would be people. surprised because I work with uh, adults with disabilities. Mm-hmm. They're the biggest horror fans, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, these, yeah. Her, 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 um, her, her roommates, except for maybe one or two, loved it. They're like, oh, my gosh, David. <laughs> He's great. Right. It's basically the woman that ran the place did not like it. She's like, wow, this, yeah. is this is evil. Your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, evil. We got to go to church. Yeah. You're all done. Yeah. Um, uh, well, the funny thing is, though, the, the, the real, you know, the, the irony kind of hypocrisy about that woman is like, apparently she was stealing money from all the people that were living there. She was saying, you know, from the families and stuff like that, were spending all this money in. And she was, she was, oh, we got my sister out of that situation. Yeah. Oh, this yeah it's like oh wow yeah you're just big huge christian yet you're doing this you're basically fleecing these poor people and their families it's yeah, like, yeah i've dealt with that I've yeah you need this. the art the clown treatment <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely definitely yeah it's always um, those though it's, it's so, always you know, yeah. segue i just had, I had this really good idea it just came to me so earlier you mentioned that your family engineers they work for nasa mm-hmm. and you know it's like they probably man david didn't become one of us he's an actor so yeah. Call Damien. I got an idea for Terrifier Three. At least one horror character don't goes do into it. space. Don't do it. Just why, yeah. Brian? Art in space. <laughs> Leprechaun, Jason. We don't need any more space. <laughs> what about he goes like deep sea diving, like something like that? <laughs> you can do that. You know, with a he kills gun, someone, just gives them the bends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to ask also, and because we're kind of going all over the place, but um, 
when you see the fans at the conventions, do you get a lot of kids or is it more <laughs> adults? Yeah, we, we get a lot of kids, which always surprises me. Uh, and like one of the best stories at the time, she was about three years old when I was in Chicago. It was right after Terrifier came out. And this little girl, she was, oh my gosh, she was so adorable. She kept on coming over to me just constantly. And her parents were like, oh, she's seen the movie about five or six times already. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, she loves art. And I, I saw her again this year. And when I was in Chicago, well, this past year in Chicago, and she's grown up so much, but she's like, when's terrified? I'm like, oh, I'm so, so, I'm so yes, sorry. Uh, I want to get it out soon. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I love it though. Josh, uh, Savannah, adorable. You met her back in September. Um, Josh, you want to talk about Minnie Jason to the yeah. listeners? Yeah, I mean, she's she's in love with you, David. Um, she got yeah. to actually talk with Damien, and Damien asked her, why do you love Terrifier so much? And you know what her answer was? Because Art the Clown cuts people in half. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're so yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. And he just had a kick out of that. I mean, he was yeah. just so in awe. He got down on his knees. He took the time. Like I said, mm-hmm. you guys are just so great with the fans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was like 1030 at night. Yeah. I'm, if we're vending, I'm tired. Josh was just there as uh, you know, a ticket holder and Savannah's outside, like in the information booth area, Damien's sitting down with her and he had two people with him and I'm just watching her, just keeping an eye on her because Josh was still inside. And he goes, what was your favorite part of the film? And she said, when our, slice slice, uh, slice a girl and the guy was recording it and he it was like it was like it was perfect timing oh i love it it's yeah, just it was great that's what's so funny too i have noticed like little girls love art little boys are usually afraid of him but little girls love art i don't know yeah. what it is it's just it's because i i thought it would be the opposite Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, these little boys are little chicken shits. <laughs> <laughs> the little girls, they, they will come right up and just like, I love him. I'm like, this is this is so wild. But yeah, Damien's great too with the kids and stuff like that. It's just like, it, it's so funny because Damien, like when we do the the, the the panel discussions, he, he usually hates public speaking and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, he's such a good people person though. Yeah. It's like, he's so good at just... He, and you know coming with questions to ask people and engage people's like when when we meet some of these different celebrities i like to be around damien because he's just so like hey tell me about this and this and this i'm like I, i'm over here going da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so weird but he's, he's so good with people and I, i'm i'm happy people notice that it's just like he because we're both you know fanboys ourselves so like we both used to go to conventions we've been on that side of the table and you know so we know how meaningful it is to actually have interaction with the it, with the celebrities and stuff yeah. like that instead of just like oh hi okay okay and I hate it when I get really busy and I basically have to do that because I'm yeah. like I, I'd rather have those take those moments with people and actually engage with them it's like I know Robert England is notorious for just taking time with people and that's why his line is way out the door for miles yeah. Yeah. It's just, but I gotta no, tell you Dave do that I'm so stand there and wait for it. No, it's fine. No, no, that was cool. No, honestly, man, I really appreciate that because I, recently I started throwing uh, organizing events. Um, you know, not with horror personality. We had CJ Graham, mm-hmm. the gentleman that played uh, Jason. Oh, CJ's great. Oh yeah, dude, he took his time with everyone that came out to Blairstown, mm-hmm. and I couldn't ask for a better opener. That was the first one I've ever organized oh, for horror. Good. 
And it, it was just so successful for everybody all around. Yeah. I was real happy, man. And I Did Ruby him. come with him too? His wife? No, no, Ruby, no she didn't come. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. I love yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. I met They're her both. I love before. CJ. He, yeah. He's a huge teddy bear. He is just like yeah. the kindest, sweetest guy. And he's huge. Oh, yeah. He's an oak tree. He is huge. <laughs> he, he makes me feel like a little bitty. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's a ball <laughs> buster, too. He likes yeah, to bust oh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. We, we, one time, he and, like, uh, Eugene Clark and else was on it. It was, like, uh, four of us. It, when we were up in Seattle, we did a, a, a panel together, and it was so much fun. We were just, we, we oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it was Jason Brooks, who was the other Jason mm. from the, the fan okay. films. Yeah. 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 And we were just having so much fun up there together. He's a class act, man, CJ. And, you yeah. know, I was thinking about it because I remember that day at the Horicon, too. You really took your time. And yeah. I do appreciate that, too. Yeah, we all do. Uh, all, the whole Terrified crew, you and Damien, um, and even Catherine. Catherine uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was very special that day. So, again, thank you for that. Um, Trick or yes. Studios. <laughs> you had to do I it. I had to do it. I'm sorry, Josh. Josh, you know, Josh is still uh, waiting on mine. He's crying and he was shedding a tear when I sent him the picture. How does it make you feel that you're now like an awesome figure? I mean, this thing's huge. Oh, that's that was like a goal of mine. That's been a lifetime goal is to actually have an action figure of myself. I'm, I'm serious as a stroke. That's something I always wanted one day is to have a, an action figure of a character I have played. And so that's i love it <laughs> it's just like that made me so happy and like i they um trick-or-treat studios sent me two of those figures uh right before christmas mm-hmm. yeah and like the prototypes before they send them out to everybody else and and i was like i was so excited i didn't keep them for myself i sent them straight to my dad and my sister because nice. i was just like this is your christmas present this year because i think this is the coolest thing ever i'm like i'm so <laughs> excited i'm just like i i wanted this is my sister's like why I wanted a gift certificate to Amazon. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. I'm like, do you not know how unique this is? Who who all gets to say they have an action figure of their little brother? You know, yeah. like plus it's not a cheap action figure either. It's just <laughs> yeah. like and it's so well made. It oh is. my gosh. Yeah. Detail. It looks. It's I like just wish. I just wish. Matter. Like the one thing it's missing mm-hmm. is the trash bag. I wish it came with the trash bag. Yeah. Oh, I made one, Brian. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I already have it waiting. I made Yay. a little trash bag for art. You well, have to. I, I talked to them about that, and like you know, that there's who knows, maybe they'll do some like accessory yeah. packs. You know, yeah, like they cool. they can use the trash bag to hold all the other accessories in it. So you you, yeah. you have somewhere to put. I, that's why I said to them, I was like, yeah, you can do that. You can so you can put the alternate hands and stuff like that in the bag. Mm-hmm. You can put all the different weapons in the bag and stuff like the that. The naked lady suit. Maybe they'll make a little accessory yeah. for that. Oh my god! <laughs> Especially when part two comes out, they're going to be some any more options that they can do <sighs> for that you know oh, costume wise and stuff like that so there, there's one <laughs> costume especially i want to see added as a you know a, a costume accessory pack or something like that, that i wear in part two like if, if people are observant enough when they watch the teaser trailer they'll see it mm. and uh, maybe one or two people have actually pointed it out to me i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i am wearing that <laughs> Oh, I have to go back and watch it. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that was one of my favorite things I got to wear. Was like, I didn't even know I was going to wear that thing until they gave it to me that night on set. And I was just laughing my ass off. I'm like, this is a beautiful thing. I love this. This makes me so happy. 
Like I want to have a pop figure of this one day, just of this very <laughs> costume, because this would be great. Well, we're not going to tease people for long about Terrifier 2. We're going to get into that right after this little segment I got, Dave. It's called okay. The Two-Minute Drill. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of random questions, and you give me the David Howard Thornton answer. There's no okay. right or wrong, uh, and you got two minutes to do so. Now, nobody's ever completed this yet. But if you do, oh. we got to get you some sort of reward. Maybe, I don't know, uh, donate to a charity of yours or something like that, whatever yeah. it is. Well, yeah, I, I think I got a good idea for yeah. uh, charity. Um, yeah. Whatever organization your sister is with, I'll make a donation. Uh, I would say the, the Cerebral Palsy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're probably we're gonna do that either way, Brian. Yeah. Uh, either way, but yeah. we're gonna get us. So let's see if Dave actually completes it right now. You ready? You got it. Got it. Okay. Clock All right. right. Uh, three, two, one, go. Favorite horror icon. Freddy Krueger. Favorite slasher. Slasher. Um. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Weapon of choice. <laughs> oh, I like my cat of nine tails. I think that's a fun one. Okay. Mm-hmm. To remake or not to remake. Ah, that is the question. I would say don't remake. Dark Alley in New York City. Who do you want to have you back? <laughs> Art. <laughs> <laughs> Best horror personality. Oh, God. Robert England. 80s or 90s horror? 80s. Favorite psychological horror? Ooh, Silence of the Lambs. Nice. Favorite horror movie quote? Oh, uh, Showgirls. Definitely Frank. <laughs> Scream 2 <laughs> Scariest movie you've seen Ah, uh, god uh, I would say probably The Omen shook me up a lot Oddly enough That's a good one Best horror voice Best horror voice Mmm, John Cassier, Crypt Keeper Good Finish the line, all work and no play Makes Jack a dull boy <laughs> Universal monster of choice Oh, Dracula Wes Craven, John Carpenter. Wes Craven. Favorite Halloween? Uh, whew, maybe f- two or four. Favorite Nightmare on Elm Street? Three. Dream Warriors. Oh, solid. I love it. Hmm. Best horror movie score or theme? <sighs> Jaws. Most maniacal laugh award goes to? Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. How would you want to die in a horror movie? <laughs> Painlessly. <laughs> if you can make any horror movie come to life, which would it be? Oh my God, an Arkham series set in like mm. the art, like yeah, Ooh. yeah. Ultimate Scream Queen. Ultimate Scream Queen. Lauren Lavera. She's gonna be awesome. Everybody's gonna love her. Time. And, oh my God, the last so close. Right there. I should have said got... that last bit. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Fine. Last question. Horror movie crush. Our movie crush? Oh, gosh. I would say probably Daniel Harris or um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on Daniel Harris. Yeah, Halloween yeah. 4, big fan of that. And I'm gl- I'm so happy, Dave, that you said Dream Warriors. It's my yeah. favorite. It is- I love it. I, I think that's where they, they really figured out to go. That's, yeah. that's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's just like, I love Dream Warriors. <laughs> you know so what favorite that- um, horror movie of Jimmy's is? Don't, don't go there. Come on, Brian. Halloween Resurrection. No, it's not Resurrection. Movie. <laughs> he, he, he haunts me with it. No, I don't. Okay? He, has he just acquired it on. Dangertainment, Brian. But it's funny because in the background, because I like playing horror movies as we're recording, it, Dream Warriors is in the background right now. It's so funny that you said that. Yeah. On VHS, that is. 
Uh, oh, it's great. It's a great one. Bills on that are amazing. Yeah, they are. Oh, dude. And for its time, too. Like, even like yeah. the, the makeup that they have with Freddie with the uh, mm-hmm. drugs, the, the needles in the hands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A hell of a job. It brought the series, the franchise back. Not yeah. to say two was bad, two was its own beast, yeah. but like it brought back to the original story. Plus the the gutsy thing killing off Nancy like that. I was like, whoa. Oh, Blew yeah. me away, man. I just wish that part yeah. four, you know, the remaining warriors would have lasted a little bit longer, you know, when they did yeah. that. Yeah. They got Damn they it. got killed. First 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're gonna switch gears here. We don't want everybody waiting so long. They waited all this time. Yeah, they fired know. two. Okay, it's expected to drop this year. Talk yes. about this film. What could the fans <laughs> expect, Dave? Oh my God! Finally, finally, finally! It's it's this has been such a long time coming because originally we wanted to get this beast out like fall of 2020, but you know then COVID screwed everything up. So it's like, oh man! But at the same time, COVID kind of helped us because it gave us more time, and so Damon was able to take that time to really flesh out two of our big kill scenes in the movie we had not filmed them yet and so like one of them i will say because I'm, I'm saying this the kills and this are bigger bloodier than the first one we went full wow. out with it okay. we're just like you know let's try to top that hacksaw scene and i think this one kill scene we did will do it just with sheer brutality <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> it's horrible it's hard it was we we started filming this one scene right before the pandemic close this down and and we had a crew member who's a huge horror fan that actually had to excuse himself from set because he's like i'm getting nauseous and we hadn't even got to the real part of the kill yet we're just just starting he's like oh geez i'm getting woozy and that's not even the part of the kill we're using now we we, we're like well we have more time now let's go back to the drawing board and so we revamped that whole entire scene and so it's supposed to take two days ended up basically taking five days to film because it's so prosthetic heavy Oof, it's wow. just damien went full on he lost his mind with the prosthetics and this he just threw everything <laughs> like except for maybe the kitchen sink into this kill scene and just like oh my he does this art does this art does this it's just not like just a simple kill at all it's basically five or six minutes of me just eviscerating somebody and just all kinds of crazy Goodness. art the clown ways and he, he, Damien showed it to his mom during Christmas. And his mom's the one that got him into horror at an early age. So she's a horror person. And she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I did not oh, raise wow. you to do this. <clears throat> wow. And we, we've shown it to because <clears throat> Damien likes to get feedback from people, you know, the, the fans and, you know, people in the business. So he shown, showed it to a few people, um, especially our friend Heather, who does a lot of um host a lot of the panel discussions at you know different conventions and stuff like that and she's a huge horror fan she started crying halfway through it what because she was so happy mm. oh okay <laughs> yeah oh man it's like it moved. she even wrote a big huge thing on facebook about it she's like oh my gosh she's like thank you thank you for bringing back the slasher back to a slasher movie it's like this is this is how they're supposed and you know, I, I think it, it, if we don't get an R rating for this, it's because of this scene. Definitely. <laughs> because oh, it's like wow. this, this is this is a hard R, if not X, when it comes to like. Oh, just, man. Yeah, you're teasing us here. Ah, yeah. Is, is there anything you can unveil to us? Like, 
Even even a behind yeah. the scenes story you can share with us about terror. Yeah, yeah, God, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes. Oh my God, but it's like I mean, I will say it's definitely a bigger movie all around. It's like over two hours long. It's oh nice. It's, nice. You nice. know, we kind of worried about the time on that because we're like, oh God, it's a long movie. Maybe and we tried to cut it down as much as we could, but like, yeah, if we cut it down anymore, it's gonna leave out major parts of the movie. So we're like, oh well, you know, people are used to a three hour long Avengers movie. So hey, <laughs> why not? People sat through Josh uh, being his glory summer yeah. and yeah, so it's like you. So how does it long- feel? Like sorry to cut you off. Like uh, I was yeah. going back to what Heather had mentioned. She's right. The majority of the horror films in today's generation are bad. The characters are just blah. You know, um, I feel like to after I was late to the game and watching Terrifier, but when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is great and. Um, it, this is like how I felt like I was when I was introduced to Jason or Freddy. Like we have yeah. a new character that could have a nice franchise. It, it, and I, I think what it is, is just like so many of these other characters they've tried to create. There's just no charisma behind them. It's just another guy wearing a mask that, you know, cocks his head like Michael Myers would do. And that's about it. They might have some kind of little quirk where they whistle or hum or something like that, but that's about it. And it's just like, there's no personality there. And I, I yeah. think that's what has drawn people to art is like he is those best aspects of all those other slashers that came before him. And he has that personality that Freddie and Chucky had, but he has that viciousness of like, you know, pinhead and leatherface, but he has the silent nature of Jason and Mike Myers. And he has those creative kills like Jason has, especially. Yeah. All the kills Freddy are amazing. Yeah. yeah. When- yeah. Irene first watched it it was the opening like the diner scene that really got her when you're just sitting there just looking at the girls you know oh yeah she was was like oh hell no that's uh, such a real world occurrence too yeah yeah Yeah. especially here in New York I've seen that happen on the trains with people I've had people do that to me I mean I I remember like one time it was on fourth of July I was coming back from Coney Island with my friends and sitting on the train like my two of my friends are sitting across from me and my buddy Chad sitting next to me and then like this drunk guy sits right next to me and he just turns to me and he's just like an inch away from my face and just like glaring at me and I'm just like and I'm just trying not to look at him and I'm just kind of (laughs) like and I see my friends across from me going (laughs) especially coming from Coney Island yeah Yeah, and I just I'm like what's up that's how I am it's like if I'm in an intense situation I try to diffuse it with like being funny so I was like hey what's up and he's just like yo are you Irish (laughs) Irish soccer shirt on I'm like yeah I'm part Irish he's like fuck yeah and he just cracks open a beer and he's like cheers you want one i'm like oh i'm on and no i'm fine okay <laughs> and it was just like but he just looks so pissed off at first and i'm like what the fuck is going that on that answer is yeah. like goddamn what should i say yes or no it's like yeah um Dave, uh, josh when we were at nj harcon did yeah. david see you in your art costume yeah he did I did the full thing. Okay. Yeah, did, yeah. did you do like the mannerisms? Yeah, I think yeah. I was doing a little some yeah. stuff. We actually did a fighting pose scene. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Let me tell you, Dave. Um, when we were at NJ Harcon in November and Josh dressed up as art, 
it was like everyone just stopped what they were doing and just flocked to him. Uh, he had a Christmas hat on and there was like a Santa area. <laughs> yeah. So he had sat people on lining chair, up to take pictures on my lap. Uh, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. And so, you know, I, I, Josh entered the costume contest and mm -hmm. uh, I was thrilled that he won like overall yeah. he, got a, he got a sick nj harakon trophy it yes. was uh it was down to him and this other guy and the category was best entertainment and josh didn't win and i was like what the f you know but yeah. then they said and best overall is uh horror daddy i was like yeah, yeah. he had he had the yeah, crowd it was, it was awesome the, i'll tell you a funny story so i told josh to work the um the uh the um judges and they mm -hmm. had a celebrity judge up there, Danny Pintoro from Who's the Boss? Oh, Cujo. Yeah, I love so Danny. He's, he's, he's doing, awesome he's honking the horn. Josh didn't know who he was. And I was like, that is so awesome. <laughs> oh, Danny's a huge Terrifier fan, too. He is he? Okay. Oh, yeah. He's in love with Damien, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you won. Jo no. Yeah. No, Josh, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, awesome, um, you know, Josh is just so, it's like watching art come to life, like out of the TV. Yeah, like and this. Yeah. I, when I went to go visit him and his family for my birthday, mm -hmm. he dressed up as art and <laughs> had the birthday cake. Yeah, I gave him a birthday cake. As <laughs> art. Yeah, it, it, was, it was, it was great. Wow. I, my Isn't wife it loves fun me. though. It, it, oh, it's it so is fun. It's so freeing. Cause you can do whatever I know. you want. So I could it's imagine like, how you feel David. Cause even like, oh when, you know, God. I get it on. It's just, you don't need to talk, which is awesome. No. You get to do fun mannerisms. No, you know, I, was like, I, I, never, I love it. I never talk when I'm in the costume because I like to give people that experience, that whole, yeah. like, it, it just breaks the illusion. It's it's more fun to be able to just mess with people without talking. And it's just, I, I, I have scared grown men. I had, like, I was at, a, when I was up at Astronomicon, my security guy, big huge mountain of a man we're in the elevator and he has a huge fear of clowns oh, i had no. him back into a corner and i was just slowly raising my horn towards him he's starting to cry oh, i was like is this awesome. is amazing oh my god it's like dude when you show me you're scared i'm going to do this more to you because this is funny as hell you're a big huge mountain of a man you could crush me with one hand and you're over here, <laughs> like, dude, you've been hanging out with me this whole entire time, and now you're afraid of me. This is hilarious, dude. It's just me. Oh, I love that. But that's the thing. It's like when you play those kind of characters, you mess around with the public, and they like you. They, they love it. They eat it up. I, was like, I discovered that when I did Grinch, because I sometimes do press stuff. And we, we, I one time did one of those things in, in, uh, here in New York. I had to do it at the Minskoff Theater where the Lion King is. And the, the offices for our company were just a few blocks away. And they're like, oh, we can get you a car. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to walk the streets of New York as the Grinch. Oh, nice. And I was just fucking with everybody. And, you know, <laughs> you usually don't want to fuck with people on the streets of New York because you can get shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People don't like that. And I was just going up behind people and just messing with them. Just like, hi, hi, you. like some, I, I would go by people eating outside and if they had bread on the table, I would grab their bread and start eating it. They're like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted to. It was wonderful. I loved it. It was like, 
I, I want like one of my other appearances. They had Santa, where we had our own lines of people, and my line was longer than Santa's. Like, hey, old man! <laughs> <laughs> and I went over and I was like, I gotta see if this is real. And I went over and like pulled his beard, and he's like, oh, oh, that is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and but he was loving it. Everybody was saying it was like that's that's what I love. It's like when I've been joking, when I've been hard, when I've been grinchy, you can just mess around. Yeah. With they love it it's like it's funny how like playing like a villain like that people let you get away with anything <laughs> yeah. dude i'm telling you man it's like but like you just said you're free yeah you yeah know, it's you very liberating talk. very liberating so I can go and talk to girls i usually yeah. won't talk to <laughs> <laughs> you might get further who knows yeah. <laughs> i have <laughs> it's like wait a minute could you put the costume back on yeah 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 yeah, it's like in real life. I'll get <laughs> like, like, hold on, wait a minute. No, it's like good foreplay. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. I wish I knew this always worked. <laughs> so, David, we know that nothing scares Art the Clown, but what scares David Howard Thornton? What terrifies mm. you? I've always, I, I don't like the dark, like okay. pitch black dark, like a void. That's a, it's not really dark. It's a, a dark void. I don't like. So I, I like I can't have a closet open when I'm trying to sleep at night, I have to have the closet door closed. Cause I'm just, I don't like looking to a dark boy. Cause I just always imagine eyes looking back at me or something <laughs> like that. Or it was like, I, it, like basements going down to a dark basement. Here I am 42 years old. I still become like shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, <laughs> I know there's not a monster down here, but the mind plays tricks on yeah, you. It's like like that. Yeah. It's like, and the, the woods at night can be horrifying. I was a camp counselor for five years. And still being, you know, out in the woods by yourself at night is just because, you know, you sometimes see eyes looking at you, you know, animals yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, ah, <laughs> so that, that's what gets me is the dark. Nice. And tornadoes. Tornadoes do get me because I was in a tornado when I was a kid. Oh. That was not oh a lot of fun. Like, yeah, a big F4 that went through a Huntsville destroyed my church wow. that hmm. I was at and my elementary school. So it's like I was lucky, like, because we didn't have a uh, warning go out until like um, minutes after the tornado even went through the town. It, it was like, so like we only knew because I was doing handbell lessons. We only knew because um, our associate pastor, his uh, he was also a Hempsey driver, so he got the call from Hempsey guys because I knew where he was. They're like, get those kids down to a basement right now. There's a tornado wow. coming down That's on you scary. guys. It's about a mile away. We're like, oh god! So like we literally like. They were doing construction work so the construction workers were already down there because they saw it coming and they all got us in there and my as soon as i i hit the ground my mom threw herself on top of me that's right when the tornado hit the church oh and it's like and this construction workers are down there trying to hold the door shut and everything it was god we got buried in there oh wow scary oh, god. we had a gas leak and uh so we we're all like we couldn't get out and um my godfather was our our, our handbell director her, our choir director and all that kind of stuff and he's like well why don't we sing and try to keep the kids calm and so i was like nine years old at the time he's like why don't we sing and i'll help keep it calm so we started singing and all of a sudden the doors open up this guy that had been out in the tornado covered in blood and everything like that he he dug us out of that basement because he had heard kids singing down there oh wow, oh, wow. and yeah we got out of that basement and like shortly after we got out of the basement there was an explosion down there 
So it was oh, like, you saved yeah, just in time, man. Thank God you yeah, got yeah, yeah. It was it was scary. That was a scary night. So I, I kind of have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to those mm-hmm. kind of situations. Yeah. So that's kind of why I, I'm glad I live up here in New York now, because <clears throat> we don't really get tornadoes. So like when they get tornadoes here, they're not tornadoes like what we got in yeah. Alabama. Because like Huntsville is like one of the worst <clears throat> parts of the United States for tornadoes because we live in a valley. Mm-hmm. And they they can just literally just drop out of the sky. It's, it, the sky's blue, and all of a sudden, boom, tornado. It's scary. Yeah, so I wouldn't scary. Live there. No, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I, I, if... So many times I would I wake up at like two o'clock in the morning. Tornado sirens are going off. We have to go yeah, run downstairs. And... I'll be oh, paranoid right. all the time. Yeah, I like, would be too. Like yeah. you, you were got me already. Like when I was over there, like it, like looking, you know, because you got to be on. Yeah. These over there now. Tornadoes too. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna be spinning yep. around myself. So, David, if if you could play any other killer in a horror franchise, who would it be? Oh God. Um. Hmm. I mean, I I think Freddy would be the most fun, but at the same time, I would never want to do that because I know I would never compare to Robert England. Yeah. Wait like, a minute. No one. We had this discussion. Try. We had right, Brian. I was saying, I was like, you know what? It, it's tough because Robert England is Robert England, and Brian's like, you know, you mm-hmm. got to give somebody a shot. You know, man, I'll take you over Kevin Bacon. No offense to Kevin, okay? <laughs> People talking about it. I have a little problem with Kevin because Kevin needs to come out to the Friday 13th and address mm-hmm. the fans that we've been waiting for him. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. But but you, Dave, I'm telling you, I will take you over, over Kevin Bacon. I, I, now, you know, I just... will tell you who would be really good as Freddie. And he's actually played a younger version of Robert in a movie before is mike levy who was the exterminator and terrifier that i decapitated that's right he does oh, okay. he he actually looks like robert he does a lot of his mannerisms and stuff like that and he can do a really good freddy voice too and i was like you know you really wouldn't have to change the makeup too much for mike you, you would, it would be <laughs> you, such you say mike you're ugly you gotta change the makeup structure wise yeah yeah, yeah, yeah robert yeah. very similar facially and it's like i think and you, I, if they're gonna do it that's how they should do it you know i mean i, I think even robert would be like yeah mike can handle it so yeah, nice. that, that's been one guy yeah. i've been dying to meet is rob hopefully one day yeah rob, but yeah if there's ever- I, I briefly met him briefly met him at my very first convention and that's when damien and i were babies at the time so we're just very <laughs> <laughs> we, we like your work and this is our movie and you're awesome <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> We we were with him down in Orlando a few like back in October, but uh, like the only time we could have talked to him was when we were in the uh, the green room together. But you know, like we didn't want to bother him because you know he was trying to just decompress for a while. But, like we we don't need to go over and bother him and stuff like that. But my my cousin was there and he brought his daughter and they actually got to do a photo op with him. They he, my my cousin was like, oh my god, he's awesome. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody tells me. Everybody tells me he's just an awesome dude, and he he takes his time with people. Yeah. He, he does the fun photo ops with people too, which is good. Yeah. I like to see him. And this guy's been doing it for like thirty years, and he's still, boom, going in there. He's not. I, cause I, I'm not going to name names, but I've seen other celebrities that do their photo ops, and they just do the same pose. There's no hi, how are you doing? None, none of that kind of stuff. There's no real interaction. It's just like they're just going through the pace. It's just like eh, point, point, right. yeah, point, point. Yeah. It's just like. Man, that's and like you when you know that you paid money for that photo op and there's your opportunity to get a photo with them, 
and that's all they do is like we're gonna point at each other okay next 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 i mean i i still sometimes hate it when i have to fly through the photos but at least i try to do something different with every single mm-hmm. person yeah because it keeps it fresh for me too and, right yeah and i i love it when people have their own ideas and they come in and i'm like yes let's do this like um when i was in chicago there was a guy that was dressed as shaggy and i told him like the day before i was like i am going to jump up in your arms and we're going to do that and and that's oh, what we did. It's such a great nice. photo. We're both like, yeah. like oh, oh. Hey, so it's like, oh, it was so much fun. I love those kind of moments. And so this uh, will kind of segue into my next question. It's not actually a two-parter because I was thinking about it. Um, so when you would attend a convention as just a regular before Terrifier when you were younger, who did you fanboy over? Like, who did you, like, you were excited to meet? Oh, gosh. I mean, like, I, like I said, I'm a big comic book geek and stuff like that, and movie geek. So I'm like any, any basically anybody. <laughs> it's like I, I was, I'm like I, I still want to meet uh, Mark Hamill. That's who I really, really mm, want to meet. Yeah, it's, it's like that's. But you know, I, I got to meet um, back in the day. My my, I wasn't a huge Star Trek fan, but my dad was, and my best friend was, and it was like right when my grandmother was about to pass away. My my best buddy brought me to a Star Trek convention in back in Huntsville. And I got to meet, um, you know, um, uh, Scotty. Oh, nice. Doing. Yeah, so that was, yeah. and he was really cool. He was really yeah. cool, really cool guy. So I was like, that was really cool. And plus, I, I liked him too. So I was just like, oh, yeah. And I was able to get my dad an autograph from him and stuff like that. So that yeah, was like I'm, those kind of moments. When I go to conventions, I, even though I've been going off and on for the past, like, 10 years i still get starstruck where i don't really talk that much my wife total opposite she's a social butterfly she talks to them like she gets to know where they're living what kind of house they have what they like to have (laughs) for breakfast you know and i'm just like uh you can make it out to brian you know i i I get to say i still like that like when i um i i I still i i i prefer someone just introduce me to them instead Mm -hmm. of me just going up and like hi i i I like to have a general you know interaction with them but a few times i've just gone up and I, I just got to say hi to someone like Frank Welker when I was at a convention. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, I have one of my, as you, y'all probably know, I have like one of my photos on my tables of Scooby-Doo with the art. And so I, I signed up because, you know, since I do voiceover work, he was one of the ones that it was one of my big inspirations as a kid, because I do all the animal sounds. Like he does all those animal sounds. And that's mm-hmm. where I learned a lot of that from. So I went and I, I made one of those Scooby-Doo ones out to him. And I'm like, this you know, Thank you for inspiring my career, blah, 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 blah. And he was just the sweetest guy. And it was just like, oh, I got, I was just, I, I was, I was really fanboying over him. I, I really fanboy over a lot of the voiceover actors. Okay. Um, so we, we are going to be coming into the convention uh, season. Um, if you're allowed to say, uh, have you been booked for any upcoming conventions this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I can't remember all of them. <laughs> I think I have about at least 10 of them already scheduled for this year. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Great. Yeah, I start my first one in February. I do a Mad Monster Party down there in North Carolina, which I'm very looking forward to going back to. I'm doing Astronomicon again this year, doing um, Days of the Dead out in Los Angeles. I'm even going to um, Manchester, England for For the Love of Horror. Oh, wow. Nice. This is, I, you know, I, I've gone up to Canada a few times, but this is my first time getting outside the continental uh, um, the north america i guess yeah, yeah. So for this which is going to be cool so i'm like i'm i'm you know covid has inhibited a lot of that especially yeah. getting outside of the country so i'm like i 
because we have fan base all over the world and that's what i would really love to do is actually travel some other countries like you know we've we've been trying to do this one in germany for like three years but every year covid or something like that or filming comes up so i'm like i want to get out there to (laughs) germany i want to go to italy i i know we have everywhere down in like chile and brazil you got it down see the action is coming natural now i love to go out to japan and all that it's just especially japan i've always wanted to go to japan yeah, yeah. I think that would be awesome because they have such a unique fan culture out in japan I, I learned that from one of my friends when i was touring he had done the tour of uh, i think my fair lady out there and he was just in the course and there were so many people that would come to the shows there that had books about just him like they had made scrapbooks, wow. like, and he was just in the chorus. It was like that the fan culture out in Japan is a totally different thing than what we see in the United States. And I would just love to see what that's like. And plus, I love Japan anyway. And it's like, you know, the culture, everything is just like, oh, yeah. Plus, I'm a huge video game nerd. So I'm like, oh, yeah. forget it. That's... I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 12. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I, I got to talk conventions here. Wait, hold on, guys. Seriously. Let's talk about something real quick that's not so terrifying, Dave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your melodious tones, because I know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, there's a video out there. If it hasn't gone viral already, I don't know what 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 it's waiting for. I don't know what's going on. You singing Bohemian Rhapsody, okay, at the NJ Horicon, karaoke, hosted by what's his name? Uh, that Keith we Coogan. got. Uh, dishes are yeah, done, Keith man. Coogan, Keith yeah. Coogan. Dave, yep. <laughs> you're a natural man. I mean, is this oh, the theater you. background? I mean, yeah. What is it? Is that your go-to song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I was a singer before I was anything else. I, I was. Yeah. That's. I have a four and a half octave range. That's why I wanted to do Broadway and all that kind of stuff for the longest time. But I never. I, I did off Broadway and I did Broadway tours. But I never have done Broadway yet. Knock on wood. But you know, I'll get there. I'll get there. But yeah, that's. I, I come from a family of musicians and singers. So it's like, yeah, we have the 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 um the 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 teachers and engineers but most of those same people were also artistic in their own ways too they you know like my 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 dad's a singer um my 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 maternal grandmother used to tour with uh like groups back in the day back in the 40s before she had my mom she gave up that life to be a mom she was supposed to be like this one music group wanted her to be their main singer it was like a very popular music group at the time and so i i like to and she, then she became a teacher so i like to think I, I i went the opposite route of my grandmother i went from being a teacher to being a performer so it's just it's it's, it's in my blood yeah, I, there was bras <laughs> panties dollar bills everything was on yeah. that stage <laughs> yeah you were oh, sure? yeah yeah i could i'm gonna put you on the spot okay bless us bless us mr thornton Quick excerpt from one of your favorite tunes, karaoke. You, you, I don't oh know. If you, I don't know if you're off for a man. I don't man. know if I can because I have a roommate that's probably about trying to go to sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Time to wake oh, no, up. No, she, no, 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 she's supposed to be doing a podcast. That's what she's supposed to be doing oh, okay. in the other room. So I don't want to sing too much. But, um, <laughs> that's, oh yeah, I, I, I'm upset that we. Uh, yeah, left you, early I can't believe I left. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I was. T- I don't know how you had the energy. I mean, I was tired just being a vendor. You're out yeah. there talking to hundreds of people all day, but I think Jimmy warmed the crowd up a little bit because oh, yeah. he had two girls out there just <laughs> they were going know, at it with, with his melodious tones. <laughs> oh yeah, oh I know exactly who those two girls are too. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 were a little bit wild that night. 
yeah, yeah. As, as some of my friends and I can attest to, they're a little bit crazy. We're like, oh boy, <laughs> they had a little bit to drink. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, one too many. I mean, hey, listen, they were having a good time, and it made the song. Yeah, better. my my uh, singing wasn't that. It wasn't like yours, Mister. Yeah, Tony. I'll tell you right. I, now. I would sing, but like I'm one of those no. like when I sing, I have to project, and I don't want to ruin. No, no, I, I, listen, I completely understand. Little extra well, in the background on the podcast. <laughs> while we're talking about music, so is Queen your favorite rock band, or do you have a favorite band? Like yeah, yeah, Queen's my favorite. I just like they're they're just fantastic. I'm not, I'm I'm big into oldies, but I mean, also I love the Beach Boys a lot. Mm-hmm. I just like that's something I grew. I, I grew up on all that kind of music, the oldies, oldies stuff, you know, yeah. the 50s, 60s, Bobby 70s, Darren, 80s music. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, especially, I have a lot of appreciation for a lot of '80s music now more than I did when I was. It's like, but when my sister was listening to it, I didn't like it as much because it was my sister's music. I was like, hey, <laughs> this is crap." Now I'm just like, "Oh my god, it's so good." <laughs> Compared to what we got nowadays, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, coming from a musical family, that's I appreciate true music artists and stuff like that. Ooh, fun story. Speaking of that, this is a, this is a fun little tidbit of knowledge um like when i first moved here to new york i was doing an off-off broadway show called soul search it was a rock opera and we would perform at different um venues all over the city especially down there in the village lower east side and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's about 2007 and sometimes we would have opening acts for us or stuff like that or other people you know just be a string of different things that night and one night there was this girl that was playing piano this blonde girl named stephanie playing the piano before us that played her own song sang her own music and everything like that. she was amazing and we hung out with her afterwards and she loved our show we're just all we got yeah. and stuff like that just hung out and stuff like that and it didn't dawn on me until about three or four years ago. I was like, I was talking to my buddy who was in the show with me and we're like, oh, remember that girl, Stephanie? Wait a minute. Holy shit, dude. That was Lady Gaga. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was. Yeah, holy sh- it was gaga Man. before she was gaga it was just, it was wow, about was a God. year or so before yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was about a year or so before she really made it and it was like oh wow well it's just such a small world it's like one wow. of those things it's like here you know basically lady gaga opened for art the clown way back in the day <laughs> yo hey listen you know that's, that's funny too man and you know you just never know you know no, who's gonna be who who's gonna know. blow up and never know but i mean then i was just like Gosh, it's before she did all the persona. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. her singing her music. And I was like, damn, she is good. <laughs> that is talent there. I'm like, that is yeah. real talent. So I was like, I, I just I have appreciation for artists like that that do play their own music and write their mm-hmm. own songs and actually perform yeah, in their own yeah, concerts. Because yeah. I always hear that whole thing, and it's the old man and me coming. I was like, the latest performers that like just can their music and lip sync in their concerts. Singing, and yeah. People are paying like two hundred dollars for a freaking ticket. Yeah, have like thirteen like, songwriters and twenty producers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're, they're like, well, it's hard to dance and sing at the same time and do all these shows. I'm like, yeah, it is hard. You know who does that? Broadway performers. They do it eight shows a week. When I was doing Grinch, Stefan Carl would do sometimes 12 shows a week doing the Grinch, which was this horrible stuff to his voice, but he'd still do it. And he's having to do that in a full fur costume, 
heavy makeup, all that. Yeah, true artists can do it. True performers can Actually, do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, speaking of, like, I got oh. another question just came to mind. You're talking about Broadway. What's your favorite Broadway play that you've seen? Oh, God. I, I would say my top three, because they're equal in their own way, is like, I love Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, Phantom of the Opera, and Les, Les Miserables. I saw both of the Phantom and Les Mis, yeah. Did you see King Kong? I did. My my friend Jen was the understudy for Andero in that. Oh wow! Yeah, Yeah. and so I I got to go see it when she performed as Anne one night, and those they I got the whole backstage tour. They showed me how Kong operated. That was that was such a visually awesome show. The puppetry that they oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I I really enjoyed it. That was like because I I love. I used to work tech as well back in the day when I did theater. And so I have an appreciation for all that kind of stuff. I like to see how things work. So I was thrilled that they, they took me on the backstage tour and everything. They showed nice. me all, everything. They showed me how to operate Kong and all that. And like <laughs> the guy that did the voice of Kong came with us too. And I was like, because he would also operate Kong while also doing all the, all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Awesome. I love that kind of stuff. It's just, I need to go to more shows. It's just, if you ever get the chance to, uh, Evil Dead the Musical, mm-hmm. great. I, that's what I hear. I, I love yeah. Matilda. Matilda was great. Um, like one of our old Cindy Lewis was one of the original Matildas when it was on Broadway. Okay. So that was that was a fun show to see. That's a good music in that. I'm, yeah, I, I still. Yeah, I need to see Harry Potter still too. Um, I like, can't get my wife to take me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, COVID is the hard thing right now. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I, I want to go see back, Music yeah. Man. Because you know Hugh Jackman's doing that, but I'm not, like my friend Lance is in it, and he's in, he's in the chorus. And you know, I did Music Man years ago, back when I was a senior in high school too. And I was like, oh god, I would love to see that. I'm like, I love the old school musicals, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's something. Yeah, the one play I'm dying to see is To Kill a Mockingbird. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah. Fun yeah. story about that: my grandmother was actually uh, good friends with Harper Lee growing up. Get out, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. come on. Yeah, back in Alabama. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she had a cool. signed first edition copy of To Kill a Mockingbird that she made out to my grandmother, called her Billy. That I hope it's nickname. still in her family. Is it still in the family? I don't know where it is. I uh, I, oh, I thought my aunt got it, and I talked to my aunt. She's like, I thought your mom had it. I'm like, no. What Somebody got it, and I got to get to the bottom yeah, of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's a, you know, that's, especially growing up in Alabama, that was like a must-read for the schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to read To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's like, it's such a good book, mm-hmm. such a good story. It's a story that needs. It's a story that's still relevant today. Yeah. So your um, your grandma was friends with Harper Lee. Did she ever meet Truman Capote? By any chance? No, no, because no. that was way after. Okay. You know, that's, this is like when they were kids. Oh, uh, like, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Well, actually, my grandmother's little sister was the same age as Harper, so that's you know that's how they knew each other. But just like like they would all hang out together and stuff that's like cool. that so it's like nice. yeah it's like because she she um based uh atticus off of her father judge lee it's so like when my family went to go see uh the movie when it first came out they're like like my grandmother freaked out she was like oh my god he he is you know that is exactly her father on screen it's like mm. so it's, awesome story i don't yeah. want i don't great, want to say but I, there's no there's no real segue from that though uh but you know what i had to get back to I forgot the the question earlier was uh, Terrifier two behind the scenes, just oh, so God, we could yeah. see. I, I know oh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna re- rewind that a little bit because oh I, yeah I people probably want to hear about Terrifier two still. I want to talk about anything that you can talk about behind the scenes 
uh, with anything oh, yeah. you can unveil, any cool stories from filming it. Oh, we, we had some, um, one of the places we shot in, uh, was in Philly at uh, Fright Factory, which is this oh. big, huge oh, haunted snap. house. Yeah, yeah, that place is, we, we had a lot of paranormal stuff happen there, mm. which was kind of cool. Like, cool. like this, this one night we had all these instances happen and it's like, uh, it started off with our DP George. He's like trying to set up a shot and everything. He just, I'm sitting at the side. Everybody else is just hanging tight while he's setting up the shot. And he just starts, Phil, move out of the camera. Stop walking in front of the camera. I'm trying to set it. He's like, like, George, no one's walking in front of the camera. He's like, no, I keep seeing someone walk in front of the camera. It's pissing oh, wow. me off. I'm like, George, <laughs> no one is. Phil's way over there talking to Damien right now. <laughs> it's like, Wow. no one's been Jeez. walking from the camera it's like i i that's scared guys and like ah well then later on like there's a scene with lauren and i and there's a door behind us that's open that's not supposed to be open and so they're like hey can one of y'all go close the door and so both lauren and i are getting up to go close the door and the door just closes itself we're like thank you <laughs> and there's this one room in the haunted house that is has all these dolls in it that they use yeah. in the haunt, it, 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 and it's it's the freakiest thing because how this place is, it's built it has all these different power grids. So they turn on the power for each area, you know, and this area was turned off. And in this room, there's this one doll that's on a swing, and it's this little creepy little girl doll, and it sings and does this like, ha, ha, come play with me, and stuff like that. It's the creepiest thing. Well, you know, we're, we're filming in a different room, so they we only had the power turned off um, and turned on in the room area that we were in. So the power was not on anywhere else in there. And all of us, it's about three o'clock in the morning, all the cast and crew is on set. And a few rooms away, we hear all of a sudden that, that creepy music start up. Oh my God. And the dolls start mm. singing and saying, Come play with. No, me. come that on. Thing is motion activated too. Yeah. And we're just like, Oh, oh hell no. That's <laughs> because that's, that, that's the, the ghost children freak me out. That, that mm -hmm. stuff creeps me out. Oh, it's like, I hate dolls as it is. Oh, God. Don't, the dolls and ghosts like that, kid ghosts, way yeah, and so not. of course we told the the whole them you know, that that ran the building all that stuff like oh yeah we have that stuff happen all the time especially that room that room's the most mm. haunted room the doll room what yeah it's like oh, they, they said oh that, that stuff happens all the time there's we cannot explain it because there's no power going to that room and yet that thing will start up by itself at times and just do that and, it's like, and, it, and it has to be activated by something walking in front of it too so that's even creepier so, so like, you guys how long were you guys there for uh, a few weeks like you know, yeah yeah did, did, did you get a yeah. preach afterwards did you bless your house when you went home <laughs> yeah yeah oh boy i mean we have stuff that happens in my house all the time too so it's just like i'm used to it so it doesn't really scare me as much as it scares other people but yeah you know especially if i know it's not trying to hurt me i'm like yeah well it's just <clears throat> ah, it's trying to make just come on let's go we're going we're going on the train help me out here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so, but um so that was that was kind of cool that, that, that was crazy, story. man. Honestly, you got to bring yeah. the house owners in there. Yeah. Check that place yeah. out. I would love to sleep there overnight, get some freaking tests going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, is there anything you can unveil to us? 
you know, to, to the listeners, the viewers, the handful and handful that we have about Terrifier 2. Like, is, or do you know, like, if we're going to get a new trailer soon? Yeah. Oh, trailer. yeah, yeah. Once, once we know the uh, date, I'm like, Damon's just doing the finalize. I actually may contact him to see what's going on right now. But um, I, I need my update. But um, last I heard, he was doing the final, final edits. We, we just got our color correction back and all that. So he's doing the final video effects and uh, visual effects and all that kind of stuff, audio the small tweaks here and then he's going to start shopping around hopefully this month to uh distribution and so once we have distribution set up then we'll can finally announce the date and that's when we'll release another trailer i think gotcha 10 years dave 10 years from now where i know it feels like it no uh, well, it feels like it's been 10 years trying to get this thing out it feels, <laughs> it feels like no the, the question it does feel like 10 years since yeah, yeah. Dude, come on we, we gotta let it roll covid damn it covid messed everything yes. up dave stupid uh, covid but at least we're not like Morbius where we had it all in the can before the, the whole pandemic. And we just, we're not choosing just to keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. It's like, yeah. no, we want to release this beast. We're just, takes a no, while. It's true. It's true. But it's going to get there almost soon, yeah. very, very soon. But not soon enough oh, for yeah. us, for the fans. 10 years from now, where is David Howard Dorton? Oh, boy. I, I'm hoping, you know, a warmer climate, <laughs> not hell, but <laughs> one of those but, islands um, that you can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah, but you know, probably doing Terrifier Five or something like that, or working on other films, you know, something like that. I, I'd love to be on set of a Batman series. That that would be great. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, play the Joker. Oh God, yeah, I play. Yeah. I would love to play Joker, Riddler, or Scarecrow. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. if you had okay, I just another question. Or the creeper, the creeper would be fun too. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, the creeper. So if you had a choice of any leading lady today, or mm-hmm. you know, in years past, who would you like to work with? That's a good question. Leading lady. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> 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 Trying to think. I- I think I would love to, I would have loved to have worked with Christina Ricci because she was like always, always a big crush of mine growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I think she would have been fun to work with. But like I, I think also um Jennifer Lawrence would be a lot of fun to be on set with. She seems like she's just a very down to earth kind of fun person. So yeah. I, I like people like that. They're just fun. And like that's yeah. we've been lucky with the how we've cast both films. Like everybody has been so much fun to be with on set we all like i mean i i freaking love lauren lavera who plays sienna in part two and i i think everybody's gonna fall in love with her but she she was such a fun person to work with so it's like i i, I will work with her any day i'm like i'm i'm so glad that our lives are now entwined like this now it's yeah. like she's fantastic samantha scafidi great jenna great Catherine, great all of them everybody in both casts there's no one i complain about it's just it's such a great group of people to work with is there any last thing you want to give uh the fans or any if you want to plug your social media or anything yeah so yeah fans want to follow well, you well in addition to uh terrifier i'm also working on another film with a lot of the terrifier family called stream not scream <laughs> stream <laughs> stream like you stream stuff online yeah. and um it's we have a lot of big names for the horror business in it um d wallace jeffrey wow. combs tony todd danielle harris uh tim reed 
If you can hear me, you froze, Dave. I think you said Tony Todd's name one time too many. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Dave, yeah, is he Tony- looking in the mirror? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. No. Oh. No, come on. Oh, my God. That's, that'll be great. There's your back. I'm back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's in it. All, all these people. It's, it's a great, you know, you can look up the cast online. <laughs> when is that supposed to come yeah. out? Okay, good. Oh, um, hopefully this year. Uh, we're, we're still almost finished with it. We're, uh, they just did a big Indiegogo campaign just to get a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I thought I heard it. about so it. So that yeah. it should be coming out yeah, I soon. Just so backed, I just, yeah. you know, I'm a backer on it. Oh, thank nice. you. Thank yeah. you. I did the t-shirt one, so looking forward awesome. to it, man. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome. Just being on set with all these people was just, like, amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, I grew up watching you guys. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, why is my internet being stupid? It's the ghost. Hold on. So See, we, we, we brought the ghost and Tony back into existence. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what'd you I say, Dave? Well, I, can hear, I can hear the voice. What'd you say, Dave? You said Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said stream. As soon as you said stream, it's like, all right, guys, you need better streaming service here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Gotta love uh, Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> hey listen don't worry about it man we're, we're making it happen we made it this far towards the end of it but yeah exactly continue what you were saying uh the stream uh it's coming out maybe later on this year uh incredible cast yeah later on this year it's going to come out oh yeah incredible cast damien's doing all the practical effects for it too so you know the the kills nice. are going to be gnarly yeah so all just, practical no cgi yeah all practical nice. that's the way to go that's yeah. a yeah. horror yeah. film right there yeah i did my own stunts in this one it's Start man, David. I had a really fun day one day, and they're like, Dave, are you sure you want to do this? I think it's because Jason Levy wanted to do the stunt. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I did it. And I was like, Yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Coming out there with the cigar, that. right? Cigar yeah. like Schwarzenegger coming out with the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did I did the stunts. That's yeah. it. My own stunt. Yeah, give it call, call me Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh but dave before we let you go again um i want to thank you for coming on taking the time over here uh many things coming up we're looking forward to uh you know especially hopefully seeing you somewhere in the northeast Where, when's your first con up here in the northeast <sighs> i don't know <laughs> i have to look again <laughs> well we'll see it i know yeah. i know for sure we're gonna see it on social media man but we're definitely gonna see it sometime this year yeah yeah, I would love really to go to Monster Mania if they'll have me. So, hey, Monster Mania. <laughs> now, you know, I got a question for you well, before we let you go. Um, you know, I organized some different things here. Uh, Terrifier mm-hmm. 2. Now, there's no set date for when that's going to be released yet? Correct. No, not yet. Uh, but you think it's going to be before summertime, around summer? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we hope. You know, we want yeah. early, mid this year. So, yeah. All right. So, what I'm thinking is, are, would you be opposed to maybe having a screening? of that somewhere with like maybe a oh, great Q and a something like that. I would love that. I mean, I, I, I want this to be seen in front of a big, huge audience. So I'm, like, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm yeah. thinking maybe, maybe we organize something at the, uh, I don't know, Mahoney drive-in or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? And, you know, Talk to Damien. Runs. That's, that's all out of my control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was thinking. I just show up. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you call me and I'm there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice to see it on the big screen, have something like that, just for the terrifying yeah, crew. The drive oh, in. Can you imagine yeah. that? Oh, oh, seeing Art the Clown on a big Having tree. Josh walking in between oh, the cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we oh. did something like that at the Chrysler Mansion out on Staten Island back in 2000, uh, 2020. Um, 
we we did a little screening of Terrifier. That they did a little drive-in there. That was cool. Nice. Uh, my friend, my buddy Francesco, dressed as Art, was going up and just scaring <laughs> people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we, that's we definitely got. It. We're, yeah. we're gonna talk. I'm gonna reach out um, to Damien. Hopefully, he's like, "Who's this crazy guy over here?" <laughs> we got to. <laughs> I'll I'll reach out to him though and see if. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Dave, I want to thank you once yeah. again, man, for coming on the yeah, show. It was a pleasure. Taking yeah, the time. It was a pleasure having you on, David. Any last, Josh, Josh is a big, the big fan here. So, Josh, <laughs> any last questions? No, I just want to say, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of your of the, of your work in the movies, and um, Art the Clown really did it for me. I mean, I love cosplaying you. your character, and you know, I'm just I'm excited to see where he's going to go. Keep doing it. Yeah, like I love this character. Yes. And I know it's gonna be big. I'm telling people right now, like he's gonna be up there. Oh. With Michael, Jason, and Freddie and Leatherface. You're on that pedestal, man. You are so mm-hmm. keep, keep pumping these he's terrifiers out. So. Knock on wood. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. This episode was far from terrifying. Uh, this was phenomenal. Dave, thank you once again. Brian, don't 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 even look at me. Thank you. Look over there. See him <laughs> over here. This guy I gotta see him every week, and he still gives me a picture of himself for Christmas. Well, where is uh, where is my picture? It should be I, behind no, you. It's it's burnt in the in, in the fireplace already. Okay? <laughs> so, so David, in, in, David, in case you know there's oh, more terrifiers, and you, you maybe you want to maybe do no, a redo of the original, and I'm in the diner. Mm-hmm. I have an extensive background as a as a diner extra. So let's yeah. know. Extensive, extensive. You, you all, can all, have. Three seconds. Like, instead of eight likes, you're up to nine likes. Ah! <laughs> oh, <is it> <laughs> three, three seconds in the diner, and now you want ten. You have eight by tens of yourself? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Horror <laughs> fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Horror 365. And thank you for celebrating horror, not only in October, but 365. We're going to see you next week.